as me and Sam couldn't possibly let the Christmas season go by without some more seasonally-themed content, we present you now with yet another mini-sode that's actually more of a bonus episode, but for the purposes of continuity, we're sticking with the terminology of mini. So if you've heard the song Christmas Shoes one too many times, me and Sam are here to present you with a counter-programming Christmas playlist comprised of exclusively millennial-era hits. The Simpson sisters are here, and the Lohan sisters are too, so turn that volume up real loud and enjoy the Christmas classics, or not quite classics, of the 2000s and late 1990s. Alright, so every Christmas, for the last like 18 Christmases, I've made a Christmas mix CD. So, and I give it to like all of my friends as a gift, and we like, it, it, and it chronicles, you know, all of the unknown stuff that just never hits the radio because the radio's too busy playing Christmas shoes. And these <laughs> and these these mixes are distinct from your Christmas original albums that you Yes. Make. Yeah. Yes. So I also every year make Christmas music. <laughs> yes. Uh yes. that may or may not go on that mix. Yeah. Because they kind of have their own place. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, if you'd like to hear it, go check it out on Spotify. Just search Sam Weinman and I will pop up. I'm singing about gay sex and ex-boyfriends and Christmas. Yes. And Christmas! And Christmas. But like you said, to, uh, this is, consider this counter-programming to Christmas shoes, which is, yeah. to me, one of the funniest phrases of all time, Christmas I shoes. I mean, it, it spawned three and, movies in the aughts, by the way. Three, and, not one. And the worst Christmas song of all time, the Paul McCartney simply having a wonderful Christmas time song. You know, when you got a good sentence, you just got to say it a hundred times. <laughs> So I'm gonna, I want to do something special with you because I've never made a Christmas mix with anybody. So okay, I okay. want to make this is our Christmas mix CD together. I think there's a little bit of an art to the mix, right? Um, yeah, of course. You gotta you gotta kick it off with a banger. If it's a mix CD, it's gonna be in your car and it's gonna play a hundred times. And when your car starts, it's gonna go to track one sometimes, depending on your car. And so yep. you're gonna hear track one a lot. So for my choice of track number one. It's Los Del Rio, Macarena Christmas, in parentheses, Joy Mix. Do you know this song? No, I don't even, I've never heard of this song. Jordan, I know you're sitting down, so I'm not even going to ask because I can see you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this so in as you know in 1995 the hit song Macarena was Yo. inescapable yeah in 1996 which we discuss often as the beginning of our beginning. period with yep. Scream and the Craft in 1996 mm-hmm. they wanted to capitalize on what had happened with the Macarena and so what they released was a Christmas edition of the Macarena where they swapped out each chorus for a different Christmas song including like Odd Lang Sign and like all of these, and, and from all different places in the world, right? Okay, or supposed okay. to be. Wow. It is, the music video is outrageous. It really has to be the inspiration for Love Actually's Billy Mac video. Like, it is <laughs> it is so wild. And they, they've mixed in, there's like a cat meowing sound effect. There's a baby laughing. Wow. I, they just went, I mean, this is the most insane thing you have ever heard. It's good all year round. Go find it. I don't even think it's on streaming services. I think you have to like find a bootleg on YouTube. But anyway, I was gonna say this sounds like this feels like a YouTube recording with like papyrus font in the middle as the lyrics scroll through as you watch. 
Don't be fooled too. It says Joy Mix. There is no other mix. <laughs> Macarena <laughs> Christmas stands alone. But sure. All right. Yeah. What do you got for track two? Okay. Like you said, this has to be a sequencing question. And as you said, we're going on the fly. So what I, I'm going to bring in as track two is a reliable, quintessentially uh, aughts, millennium era energy and group. We're going to go with Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by NSYNC <gasps> from their 1998 album, I believe, Home for the Holidays. Because I feel I like the, it. I feel like th- this feels to me like a good transition. This is bump, it's upbeat. It, it feels like something that should follow a joy mix of anything. And is also near and dear to my heart as a song that two of my friends, uh, uh, Emily and Megan loved so much in college that we would just hear it occasionally, that them playing it. And it did make its way onto a very special birthday power hour mix that Emily put together for a joint birthday party with another one of our friends. So it about shot number 50, I think it was. Like it was late in the game. Suddenly the harmonies kick in and it's one minute of Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays um, by NSYNC. So there's a very special place in my heart for this song. And I feel like, you know, like you said, the Macarena Christmas can be an all year long treat. And this will anchor as something in firmly seasonal and capitalizing on the obligatory boy band, girl pop star Christmas output wave that had to happen in that era of the 2000s. Okay, so clearly I'm working with a pro because that is a perfect track too. And okay, good. just shout out to all of the NSYNC fans who went to Urban Outfitters the day after Christmas last year and wow. bought this album on vinyl for like $3 on clearance because it's 150 bucks on eBay now. Oh my God. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Wow. Okay, so track three. Yeah, okay, I, three. This is, this is an important one. And I, I told you, I've sent this to you, Jordan. Um, mm-hmm. It is Jessica Simpson's Little Drummer Boy featuring... Ashley Simpson. There is nothing more aughts than Jessica Simpson's first Christmas album, but when you throw Ashley Simpson in it, you've got both competing Simpsons, and at the point when Ashley Simpson's career had been a little bit, it had just gotten a little bit higher than Jessica as far as Mm -hmm. album sales go, but Jessica had all of the tabloid attention and the TV show. So Combined, they were a whole pop star. Combined, Jessica and Ashley Simpson were a whole pop star. They were. They were one. And in this song... (laughs) This song is like the Megazord of Christmas songs. (laughs) They come together in a way that is impossible. You are like, how are these people? Because Ashley Simpson's range, like Jessica Simpson can like whistle tone, right? And Ashley Simpson, her range is louder, softer. So (laughs) when you get, there's like a point two minutes into the song where if you want to hear a Christmas version of The Lion King, go find (laughs) The Little Drummer Boy by Jessica Simpson. 47 layers of the 2000s. I really don't want to extend this any longer, but I have to tell you, (laughs) the way that Ashley Simpson says the word baby in this song, it is like it's a multi, like it's like baby. (laughs) Like you've got to hear it. You've got to hear it. Turning that word into a Fergie word, into a Fergie-like word with the number of syllables. Hit me with number four. That gives me number four. I was thinking I wanted to do this later on, but I feel like it might actually need to be now. We're going to go with <laughs> Christmas must be something more. Taylor's a Taylor Swift song from her 2007 Christmas EP. She is the only credited songwriter 
on Christmas must be something more. Other ones she's singing, like there's a couple standards in there that she's singing. So the songwriting credit is like Irving Berlin. The other two or three that are original, she co-wrote this. The writer is, I'm pretty sure it's just Taylor Swift. It's between her self-titled album and Fearless. So this is young Taylor. This is pandering to the South Taylor. This is a girl from Wyoming, Pennsylvania, who moved to Nashville in her early teens to become a country star and thus adopted Southern mannerisms and colloquialisms to achieve more authenticity. I get it. Play the game. You got to do it. I respect the hustle. Girl, I didn't know that. Yeah, Taylor's a native of Wyoming, Pennsylvania, and her parents are like, they were like wealthy involved in finance. Wow. So okay. they, yeah. Like, so yeah, there's, there's, there's um, nothing born Southern about Taylor Swift. So when you hear her sing like the words, my best friend on like her self-titled debut album, none of that is authentically her voice. That's, that's her playing the part. And the important thing, and here's in the, in the vein of, of Ots Tyrion, this is important. Mm-hmm. The important thing to know about Christmas must be something more. And the reason I'm going to put it in a track four is because like we're settled in now. So we're going to kind of sneak up on you. We're going to kind of sneak up on you with the next track now that you're settled in. This is Taylor Swift's perhaps most political song. One of her most political songs prior to her turn as a screaming gay ally from like lover onward. This is Taylor Swift's culture warrior country christmas song wow the, uh, this christmas must be something more is if a tommy laren final thought was a christmas song what if ribbons and bows didn't mean a thing would the song still survive without five golden rings would you still want to kiss without mistletoe what would happen if god never let it snow and this song goes on to very politely in the 2007 voice of Taylor Swift excoriate anybody who prioritizes capitalistic and pagan rituals over the true reason for the season, which is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Wow. In the first chorus for this song, there is the actual lyric. So here's to the birthday boy who saved our lives. Happy birthday, Jesus. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jesus. Just like Black Xmas. Happy yep. birthday. We are sneaking that in after your Simpson double threat for people to, like, maybe it was a little weird. Like, oh my God, two of the Simpsons? Like, oh, Taylor. Is she, is she scolding me about buying presents? Like, I want there to be that kind of whiplash for people. I got to say, I love a mellow fourth track. Mm-hmm. And this is this is a good mid, but like I'm not gonna drop it yet. Right, and right. P.S. I do I know that EP very well because yeah. Christmas when you were mine is one of my favorite Christmas songs. I and I really I thought about so, doing that one, but then I was like, this is too no, special. This is too yeah. special not to highlight. Yeah, anybody who's ever cried hanging up Christmas lights needs to find that song. <laughs> yeah. So everybody needs to find it. Yeah, so, basically. For track number five. Um, I think that now it's, it's the time to remember that Christmas is pretty sad. And so, um, I'm going to go with Allie and AJ, not this year. So Mm. what you need to know about not this year. I was wondering which Allie and AJ would come, would come up. I'm thrilled. Well, because you know, I love the greatest time of year, but greatest time of year is track number one or nothing. It's, it's, and it's here. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, It's all or nothing. Greatest time of year is not 
to be wedged in anywhere else on no. a CD. It is, it is, it, it's an opener. It's go home. But <laughs> yeah. what's interesting about not this year, it's a bold move to close a Christmas album because it mm-hmm. is a dark song. Okay. I mean, it, it's about being really disillusioned with the holiday itself. Well, as and- we understand from your essential Allie and AJ mini-sode, early Allie and AJ was a dark time. Well, these are the opening lines. I can't complain, this- but I could, but no one's listening. It is right in the vein of that. Right, um, right. here we go. This Christmas, Christmas card, card is so contrived, a mannequin so looks more alive. Wow, wow. So oh my God. If, if you're ready to really sing, and, and it's like their rock song haunting. a little bit. It's like a like a rock ballad. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, it, be prepared to let Ali and AJ uh, guide you through the holidays. And I got to tell you, while in the past it's been a good song, in 2020, it feels fresh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so does that bring me to six, number six? That's six, baby. Okay. So for number six, then, we're going to go. I was like, okay, what do we think? Of, like, originals versus covers. I didn't want to, like, I I was really being drawn to the originals. But mm. I wanted, there. this one's going to come in as a cover. So we're going to go kind of old standard. We're going we're gonna to segue from crying while hanging up your lights on your Christmas tree to a spiritual tone. And we're going to go with Destiny's Child's Oh Holy Night from Good their choice. 2001 album. And the reason I'm picking this one is because it is the track that features Michelle Williams. And I want yep. Michelle Williams to be the featured child of Destiny on this Yes! Album. What is this podcast if not finding the Michelle Williams Williamses of the horror conversation and giving them their just desserts? Also, Michelle Williams would be the one took like obviously they, they each had their kind of solo <laughs> i don't know if you guys know this but the Dion- members of destiny's child became solo artists um and michelle's track with that was she is the most spiritual one of of the trio she is she's very religious she's very devout and she pursued a career largely in gospel music following destiny's child so for her to be the one on this singing oh holy night singing a classic christmas ballad it does feel like the most authentic of the three singing to the power of you know christ our lord that's wild that she pursued a career of worshiping God and Beyonce pursued a career of becoming God. Of becoming God. Of becoming God. And you know, That's... bipartisanship is being able to be friends with the person who is an idol competing with attention for Christ your Savior. So props to Michelle and Beyonce for being able to maintain in spite of that. So I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to pick up the tempo for this one because good, I feel good. like I hoping, it's time... I was hoping you We got to bring it back to the club. And uh, <laughs> and in order to do that, uh, I have selected Christina Aguilera's Christmas song, The Holiday Remix. Just on an open Here's the thing about the song. She is equipped, Christina Aguilera is equipped to sing anything. And she wants you to know in every word of every line in every song. So she's gonna, like, she's gonna make it, it's gonna sound like she's singing a foreign language at one point, (laughs) you know? But she's gonna give it to you. And the Christmas song, which should be simple, is very complicated. Now, what's special about the quote holiday remix, which like Ali and AJ is just, or like the Joy Mix, is not attributed to anybody. You're doing the last track, the Christmas song holiday remix. Yes. Okay, continue. Sorry, sorry. Just had to clarify. Oh, okay, okay. Got a little bit. Okay. Okay, okay. So 
Amazing. This, this, well, it's a, uh, normally this type of remix really bothers me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bought it. If you bought the CD single of, of Christina Aguilera's Christmas, like her holiday song, this was like the B side on the CD single. Yeah. Yeah. But it ended up being the fucking jam. It's a, like, it, you cannot hear it and not, it is the most aughts, early aughts remix that you can possibly get. Yes. They agreed. completely ignored her as a vocalist and decided, <laughs> you know what? We're going to go ahead and do our own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they turned it up and she's, they're just like, we don't care if this was a ballad. It's not anymore. And mm-hmm. and what you hear is like the awkward gap between what Christina Aguilera intended to be doing and what the producers decided this would become. Right. And <laughs> I, I Which think is really that what the said, 2000s were in pop music. It's what, the, it's what the producers decided the music would become. Truly. And in doing so, it becomes the most over-the-top, bombastic. Like, if you ever... Like, I don't... I don't know what it's like to see color when I hear music, mm-hmm. except with this song. I, mm. I see pink everywhere. So, if you want to see pink... You develop synesthesia while listening to the Christmas song holiday remix. Yep. All right, you're up. You're up. All right, because I don't get nine, I'm going to have to go with this one because I feel really set on my closer. Okay. I'm going to follow Christina with Christina. You have to. And I'm going to go with the album opener, Christmas Time. Because you with, with this year, you really get mm. a club track. You really mm-hmm. get just a dance banger about holidays and how all the things one can mean to a person on any holiday. But with Christmas time, you get Christina rapping, which having, having live white women rap was really something was, is really an an artifact of our culture. Um, that we were just starting to get into it with this as like the pop hip hop fusion was happening and it like reached its crescendo in like the mid 2010s with like, um, Anna Kendrick. And, mm-hmm. uh, but this was like, we're really starting to seed this and Christina being the more quote unquote urban counterpart to Britney Spears at the time. I feel like this really taps into her essence as pop star identity. And mm-hmm. it also has so many, if there's one thing that my kind of Christmas Christina's album does, it is showcase the unrestrained vocal impulsiveness of Christina Aguilera in the beginning of her career. It was like, I have a bigger, (laughs) wider, greater range than any of my contemporaries. And I am not going to be singing Whitney Houston songs. So I am going to find every in-between spot I can to add a little trill, to add a little flair, to like drag that melisma on for an impossible duration of time. And Christmas time has a lot of those great little flourishes that pop up in between lyrics where if you didn't know you needed a oh in the middle of something, Christina's going to deliver it for you on, on Christmas time. So I I, I, I feel really excited about this back to back. It's really appropriate that we did it this way because Christina back to back, there's nothing like Christina on Christina is her singing style. You're right. And then yes, and this yes. and this album, I almost proposed to you that we go through the album one track at a time because there's so much to unpack on Christina's Christmas album. I I brilliant choice. Yeah. <laughs> and like you said, Christina's singing style, Xena singing style is uh Christina with is Christina featuring Christina. I have to ask you before we move on. Would you have like I know I said let's go to ten. Could I was going to say, do one can we extra? each do a bonus track? Because I actually just, I, let's do, 
in true art style, we need two bonus tracks. So yeah, we will we close both. off the album and yeah. then have our bonus tracks. That's exactly what it is. The yeah, the like special edition um Sam Goody. The yes. Sam Goody edition with the special bonus tracks is what we'll do here today. So good, because I was so, gonna ask you. As the second good. to the last song, I think yeah. it's really important that we we seal the deal with I mean, Christmas for so many people is about family. Mm-hmm. Um this song uh comes from the same drugstore that I got my um my toothbrush, my Allie and AJ toothbrush mm. at. I also picked up right. Allie Lohan's uh Christmas album. Now Allie Lohan being the younger sister of Lindsay Lohan. I did or Lohan. not know Aliana yes. had her own Christmas album. She did. She did, and it is well, you be the judge. <laughs> it is <laughs> it was recorded is what it was. I will say, you know, it has such stunning tracks as We Wish You a Merry Christmas featuring Dina Lohan. Mm-hmm. Um, but, the, but the one that I that takes the cake is called Lohan Holiday. <laughs> okay. Featuring So Lindsay. number nine is Lohan Holiday. Mm-hmm. Featuring Now Lindsay. this is okay. both sisters. Wow. Just working through their bullshit in a song. <laughs> And I would say it pairs well with Little Drummer Boy, except it doesn't. So that's why we've got it down here at track number nine. Enjoy. And it is, I mean, is Allie, is Allie 13 at the time? She's got to be. Yeah, I think she's like, she's preteen at this point. Yeah, because her when yeah. her first attempt at a musical career started very young. Yeah, I think this was, I think this is where it started, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a great way to, it's a great way to to dip the toe in. Mm-hmm. How do, how do we finish this thing? Yeah. Uh, and I feel really good about this closing choice. To me, it was like, it's either going to open it or it's going to close it. So um, I'm going to go with Underneath the Tree by Kelly Clarkson. Which, wow, in true okay. Otterion fashion, in the way that the Ots drag on a little bit past the proper to 0 to 10 mark, uh, Wrapped in Red, Kelly's Christmas album, came out in 2013. And it is, Wrapped in Red is a Christmas that album. That was 2013? That was 2013. That How was have we been listening to that song for seven years? It's a perfect song. I feel like it just came out. It is a perfect song in the way, and that's why this gets to my point that I'm making here, which is Wrapped in Red is a Christmas album in the way that Mariah Carey's Merry Christmas yes. is a Christmas album. It yes. is, I'm not saying it is MC, like that is the definitive modern Christmas album. Like in the in the way that it became instantly timeless in the way that an Irving Berlin Christmas song is timeless, her interpretations of those songs became the new sort of way of record we understood songs like Silent Night. And, and yes. obviously All I Want For Christmas Is You. Like the combination of original hits, of, of original bangers and classic covers um, is unbelievable. This is Wrapped in Red is that instant amazing album. It's actually something you can play at any holiday party yes. and it will have something for everyone. And here's a point I went I went with Underneath the Tree because it has that great kind of sleigh bells feel to it. And I like it as a closer because it's big and it's buoyant and it's like, oh my God, this is sending me off. You're either going to send off somebody with literally Nat King Cole's Christmas song and make them feel like like weepy and like, you know, chestnuts by the open fire, or you're going to send them off with this fucking party song where everybody's going to be riding, like j- jingling their sleigh bells all the way home. So that Kelly is Kelly Clarkson why works in mysterious ways. Kelly Clarkson works in mysterious ways 
in whimsical ways. She's like our pop fairy godmother that shows up to make us all feel better about ourselves. Well, and and that is why I want to that's why I want to wrap it up in red with Kelly's underneath the tree. I like what you did there. Yeah. I agree. Now, because this is my idea and I make the rules. Yeah. Um, this is now a Japanese mix CD with three bonus tracks. So oh! I'm gonna get two and you get one. That's I Because I have it. I have to close it with a different one that I'm opening with based I on totally rap and red. It. Okay. Totally so here's it. here's my here's bonus track number one. This is yeah. Now put yourself in two thousand one. Mm-hmm. You are picking up the Total Request Live holiday album. Yeah, okay. Okay, and the lead single on it is Will Ford's Santa Baby in parentheses, gimme gimme gimme. That so would be the parentheses on the Will Ford. And for those of you I get that. Okay. What I mean, Will Ford, a <laughs> yeah. classically cha- trained opera singer who was sold as the uh, marketed as like the sluttier version of Christina Aguilera. Absolutely now I hate using the that more word. Erotic pop star. Absolutely. But that is but that is like the word being used. Because wow. that was her that was the packaging. So I did not the, know that about her. The the, Willa the, Ford, the training. Her now now the tragedy of Willa Ford, what we don't all remember, is that uh her first single, I Wanna Be Bad, was a bop. Yeah, but I wanna actually, be bad with you, baby, bad, bad, yeah. All of the there are some really great. I'm talking this album plays great all the way through, but the problem is the album was released her fall or her second single it dropped on 9-11. I think her album was out on 9-11. So the same day that the towers dropped. So Willa Ford got shelved and pushed back to the point of never really being able to release anything else. So when this rolled around, TRL's holiday album, Santa Baby Gimme 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 was supposed to be the lead single. And it was this supposed to be this big pop like moment. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because Willa Ford was no longer a moment. Yeah, so, it was a short moment. If you go listen, listen, and and with all of this context, it suddenly becomes a far more interesting track than just <laughs> a like a, a supposed to be contemporary version of Santa Baby, where she uh, she says "Gimme, gimme, gimme." I am really excited that this is gonna go on. This this is a this is quintessential. Willa Ford is quintessentially the two thousands. So yes, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that brings me to my one and only bonus track. And honestly, I'm, I'm glad to not have the responsibility of, of two bonus tracks. Um, I'm actually going to go <laughs> with, because we're in a bonus track zone, this is a zag. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go with, uh, it's the first studio album by the Weepies <gasps> called Happiness. And so I'm going to go with a song that is deeply Christmas to me, All That I Want. I love, that is a Christmas song. I love okay. that song. Because okay, like, it has All the little... Yeah, it has the little jingles to it. It has the little jingles in the background. Girl, it's been on one of my mixes. That counts. I love that song. It's my one, like, really earnest choice, like, really earnest string music choice that I'm going to go with on this. So I I think it's perfect in the bonus system. But it just, I think it's a, it is a perfect example. A friend of mine made me a very indie Christmas mix once. And it is, like, to me, the platonic ideal of, like, that indie band Pedro the Lion 2000s, like, alt-pop sensibility. So I think this is as good as it gets for an indie Christmas. So I'm going with All That I Want by the Weebies. My jaw is on the floor. (laughs) That is an excellent choice and actually rounds this out quite nicely as the closer. Um, I'm going with uh, Jewel Hands. Ooh, oh, oh the my Christmas God. Christmas version. What? There's 
Buckle up, bitch. Oh Listen. my God, I'm in shock. So here's how it happened. Uh, Jewel released Pieces of You in 1995, which of course was the folk hit that like, was in everybody's cassette player. Oh my God, and absolutely. For, for, I mean, three years and is obviously still playing on the radio today if you, uh, if you know what a radio is. Yes. Now, in 1998... So a full three years later between albums, so this is like a highly anticipated album, comes Spirit. The lead single is a song called Hands. Now, Pieces of You is very, like, it's it's gritty, it's angsty, it's emotional. Yeah. Hands is like grateful. It's it's very Alanis Morissette, thank you. Like yeah, her follow-up yeah. for a single. Yeah. And, and in the same way that thank you just kind of fizzled out, so did Hands. Hands is... Uh, is forgettable except for the video which is like I think Jewel pulling people out of a burning house yeah she's definitely like either an angel or a like a citizen firefighter um so I can't even hear the regular version because the Christmas version is so perfect the lyrics are my hands are small I know but they're not yours they are my own she's like listen my hands are small but I'm gonna pull these people out yeah okay now the Christmas version full-on jingle bells I mean, it is a it 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 goes to this place in this ballad that makes it so it takes it so seriously. I mean, I yes. cannot the levels of emotion. It and first off, it, it like like you're wrapped in red. That's my jewel Jewel's Christmas album, Joy a Holiday Collection, which came out in 1999, which followed up the fail like not failure, but I mean yeah. the underperformance of Spirit. Um, Hands is the only non-Christmas Christmas song, so. Go, this, it is a spectacular song. Um, and if you need it on vinyl like I did, go like like an old person, find a <laughs> Barnes & Noble, wander into the music section, because it is a Barnes & Noble exclusive. <laughs> oh my God. We could not, we could not rap with anything better than a Barnes & Noble exclusive on a 2000s yeah. pop guide, guide to, to pop Christmas. Look, you know I don't like to throw the word perfect around, except when I do, which is all the time. This is a perfect mix CD. There are no notes. No notes. Merry Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) 